Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. Thank you. Thanks for the um, introduction. I, I've yeah, been around for a while in Kingdom Faith. Uh, God, it's bright up here. Is there anybody out there? I can't see you lot. Can you see me? Yeah? Okay, good, good. Um, yeah, we've been part of Kingdom Faith for 24 years, um, part of the Horsham congregation. Um, and one of, one of the things that I, I love, I mean, there's lots of things I love about Kingdom Faith, but one of the things I really love about Kingdom Faith is the spirit of worship, the, the anointing of worship that is on this, uh, on this ministry. Um, Probably need to say a little bit about my background, um, because lots of you won't won't know me. But my my work history, my career history, my work career really started about 1980, kicked off. I went into the health service at that stage, worked in the health service for um, 27 years. Part of that, I was... Um, I was a chief executive in the health service for about 12 years. Uh, God privileged me with that, with that position. I'm now working as a director of a commercial company that's called Tricordant, and we're an organizational consultancy. It's an organization, there's, there's only half a dozen of us, so we're a small, a small business. Owned by four Christians and, and co-directors. Not everybody in the company is, is a Christian. That's absolutely fine. Um, but we're very clear about who we are and what our mission is as a company. And our mission has come out of Isaiah 61, which is about setting captives free, specifically in places of work and in places of business. A lot of people experience places of work and business as actually almost like modern slavery. It's something like you, you kind of, you can, it's like, a feeling like the Holy Spirit clocks off when you clock in. That familiar with anybody? That you get those challenges, and it's, it's for, for many people, it's the place of greatest challenge, actually, to our faith. More challenging than in our families and in the kind of communities in which we live. Um, I've, I've, well, I'll introduce this. My, my name is on this book, but I actually co-wrote it with the Holy Spirit. It's called uh, How on Earth Did That Happen? There are copies that are available at the end. Uh, if you'd like to buy one, it's, it says a bit about my, my story, but also some principles and the theology of work, the theology of business, and talks about signs and wonders one of the things that we don't see a lot of, but I saw, I first encountered the Lord really in my work and his interest in my work in the late, it was actually 1989. And I saw over the years, and I've seen over the years, the Lord work in signs and wonders, not just holding, upholding me as a believer in my workplace or in my business, but actually transforming situations and transforming people. And in, in the book, you'll read, um, there's a friend of mine, a couple who, have we got any uh, IT consultants here? 
who works in IT. Gosh, wow. Really? One, two, couple? Yeah, okay. So this was a couple who... Um, the husband was an IT consultant with the Treasury. He was a con contractor. The Lord put on his heart to create a business um, that's called um, Case Master. And with his wife, they effectively soaked a small business in prayer. Now, they, they started this business on the corner of a dining room table in West Chiltington. Uh, as you do. And to cut a long story short, they created a system whereby uh, to, to remove um, case bundles from the high courts of law. Those, yeah, ever, anybody ever been in the courts of law? You get these great big bundles of case notes come in of evidence, right? Well, the courts were riven with those things. They created a digital solution to take all the paper out. Cut a long story short, they went into competition as a company of two people through a, um, a tendering process through the Ministry of Justice. The Ministry of Justice had invited a long list of 32 organizations. They got to the final two. They had a company of two people and they were competing with a global company of 168,000 employees. Who won? They won. They have put into the Ministry of Justice in the High Courts of England a digital case, bund case bundle solution um, that they, they used to say if they, they had a good business month when they sold two electronic case bundles a month. They now do three a minute. The Lord has just multiplied. But the thing is here that it's not just about the business success. It's what that has done in the justice system because God loves justice. And it has transformed the high court justice system. There are now less pleas of no, not guilty because... What used to happen a lot in the courts is that people would go in with pleas of not guilty based on the fact that they assumed the evidence could not be found in these great big case bundles. That, you know, the Crown Prosecution Service or whoever would not have the time or the money or the resource to go through all of that lot and sift out the evidence. Now everything is on an iPad. So they don't bother pleading not guilty anymore. The, uh, the kind of the waiting lists and the rest, they've all reduced. Now, these guys are now uh, selling that product out in South Africa, in Canada. That's a journey that's taken about five or six years. There's another friend of mine, um, Bola Lafe, who he actually runs a company called Opus Innovations on the Manor Royal Estate here in Crawley. And he's seen some astonishing things at the point at which he consecrated his business to God. And that's a key point. Consecrating, dedicating your business or your work to the Lord. So the work that he does, um, the company is called Opus Innovations, but they will only do things that are good for people, animals, or the planet. That's what they do. 
Now, one of his stories after consecrating his business to the Lord, so he could see lots of stuff going on, um, but he'd got, so he moved from a position in, it was November 2017, he had, he was running out of cash. Who, those of you in business, in any organization, you understand how important cash flow is. Yeah, no cash, can't pay the bills, can't pay the salaries, can't pay the wages, all of that stuff. So cash flow is critical in any organization. Right? He was running out of cash. He wasn't going to be able to pay the salaries at the end of November 2017 in this industrial unit on the Manor Royal Estate. In November 2018, after he dedicated his business to the Lord, we prayed in his business offices. His, his issue wasn't about paying the salaries. His issue was about taking over the two units on either side of him because the business had expanded so rapidly and quickly. Now, he's introducing things like um, biodegradable wet wipes, into, into the UK. You know, who knows that bio, you know, wet wipes are 80% plastic. He is introducing biodegradable wet wipes into the UK. He's got lots of kind of healthcare um, products that really will benefit the planet and will benefit people. And what's that got to do with, with worship? Because this is about living the next steps life as worshippers. Yeah? And the application of that life into work and business. Worship changes the atmosphere, doesn't it? It changes the atmosphere. And it's really about a spiritual connection. It's a spiritual connection. It's not about kind of logic. It's not about facts. It's not about that sort of stuff. And I've, um, I mean, some of my, my personal story, I've loved this series on um, living the next step's life as a worshiper. I, I've, I've seen transformation in myself. I've seen transformation in situations, in worship. Um, some of you may, may know a bit about my, my family uh, environment at the moment. So my, my wife, sadly, is in a nursing home with dementia. We've been on a long journey together. But in the, um, the, the introductory, it was actually the first of the series that Toby Urquhart and Sarah uh, Urquhart led at, at Kingdom of Faith in Horsham. I was released from a spirit of grief. I, I can, I do, I grieve what's happening with my wife. I experience emotion because I'm human and that's the stuff of life. So, you know, God created us with our emotions, didn't he? We're beautifully and wonderfully made, but we have emotions in our life. But that's different. Being able to grieve and feel that emotion is very different to being oppressed by a spirit of grief. I will not be oppressed or possessed by a spirit of grief. And that lifted off me in worship. That lifted off me in worship. It was transformational for me. My circumstances have not changed. I have. And that's what worship does, isn't it? The circumstances might not change, but we change. 
how we see what we see changes. I've, um, I, I, in applying it to, to my business life, um, several years ago, there was, there was a situation where as, as, as a company, we, we depend on our client work coming in, getting new clients, finishing old ones. You need a pipeline. Understand about the pipeline of business? You need, you need a pipeline of business that's building up. It's your next client. Yep. And we were running out. Our pipeline was quite dry. We were finishing off some client work, and indeed, I'd got to um, a, a particular Friday, and I thought that we were bringing to a close a stage of a particular piece of client work. And I thought, well, that's fine. You know, we'll take it on to the next stage. And I got an email from the client saying, sorry, we, we, we've got no money. We can't go to the next stage. We'd really like to do it, but we can't do it. And I, I was like, oh, okay. So where's, where's, where's the work coming from then? Because um, we're bringing to completion the client work that we're doing. And on the following Monday morning, I was having my quiet time with the Lord at home. And he took me to Isaiah 54. Single barren woman. Single barren woman. And I thought, okay. So what are you saying to me, Holy Spirit? He said, sing. I thought, seriously? I want to he wanted me to stand up and sing over this barren pipeline. And I don't know about you, but I, I was downstairs and I thought, I hope nobody's listening. <laughs> you know, it was kind of, oh, shut the door. There's nobody listening. I stood and I, I raised my hands in worship and I sang over the pipeline, over the, the business, the, the lack of clients. And within seven days, we got three new contracts, including the guy who on the Friday had said, sorry, but we can't afford you. He came back and said, we were wrong. We want to, you know, we want to continue the work with you. So the Lord, um, Lord brought the work in. Um, there was another thing happened to me in, in worship once in um, Kingdom Faith in Horsham. And I was deep in worship. Deep in worship. And then I, th I thought I heard this voice go, you're due a tax rebate. Okay, now, you know, has that happened to you in worship? And I, I heard this and I thought, go away, <laughs> leave me alone. You know, this has got to be the enemy, hasn't it? You know, I'm deep in worship, leave me alone. You're due a tax rebate. Will you leave me in peace? You're due a tax rebate. Oh, okay, what for? So anyway, the, this voice described to me what it was for and I, I went that's illegal <laughs> I thought about that that goes back over several years that's just not legal and but I couldn't get back into worship until I agreed to explore it and so I went okay I'll check it out I will check it out with the with HMRC but I tell you what, there's going to be no deceit. I'm going to put all my figures up front. I am going to tell the story as it is. You know, I want no misunderstandings around this at all. Okay? And when I said that, I went back into worship. 
the voice just went quiet. Okay, it left me alone. I'm going to check it out. I got a tax rebate of £7,000. It was the Holy Spirit was just prompting me. I was deep in worship. I wasn't thinking about money. I wasn't thinking about tax rebates. This just cut totally out of the blue. Now, I'm not going to promise you that during the course of this morning, the Lord is going to talk to you about tax rebates, okay? Um, but what I do believe is that he will speak to you. He will speak to you in worship as you worship him, as you exalt him over your workplace, over your business, whatever it might be, he will speak to you. Now let's think a little bit about what is work anyway. So what, what is work? Work is a divine mandate. Genesis 2.15 says, and the Lord took the man, put him in the garden to work it and care for it. Genesis 2.15, before the fall. It was one of half a dozen things that the Lord laid on mankind, on humanity, to work it and to care for it. Now, my friend Bola, he's doing the second bit. Well, he's doing both bits, actually. That Genesis 2.15 and the Opus Innovations thing that I described a few minutes ago. He's both working and he's caring for the planet and he's caring for humanity. That's the nature of his work. So work is not from the devil. <laughs> work is of God. Toil, sweat, labor, all that heavy stuff, that came after the fall. That came after our disobedience to the Lord. But work is a divine mandate. It's part of the divine pattern of God's creation. Now, what, what do we mean by work? When I talk about work, I don't just mean paid work. Work can be voluntary. Those of you who are raising families, you know, you try telling them that's not hard work. That is hard work. Some of you might be looking for work or not quite in the work that you think you should be in that's work there is work in all of that so I want you to take the understanding of work into that much broader context this is not just about what you're paid for albeit it does include that one of the things that um the Lord is doing, I believe, is a fundamental shift in the nature of business in the UK. So I'm going to talk to you over the next um, few minutes, both about something about personal application, our personal application into the workplace, our personal calls in the workplace. But I'm also going to talk to you about the economy and zooming out taking a big kind of big picture look at what's going on. Why do I want to go there? I want to go there because there was a recent uh, Gallup poll, one of these great big opinion polls, that 
says effectively that confidence in politics, confidence in leadership, in business, in public services, in politics, is at historically low levels. Less than four out of 10 people actually put their trust in leaders now. That's, that's pretty stark, isn't it? We have a very untrusting and quite cynical society looking at leadership and looking at business. And to be honest, a lot of that is well-deserved <laughs> because people have seen business, they've seen abuses, they've seen abuses of power politically and in business, those kind of things. But the Lord is moving in a powerful way. So the kind of stories I told you at the very beginning there about those, those couple of instances and some of the things I've experienced personally, um, they are examples. They're, they're early examples of the way the Lord is breaking through. He's breaking out into business and the workplace so that we can see a society that is led by men and women of God who bring kingdom principles into the environments in which they work. <clears throat> they, in worship, change the atmosphere. You change the atmosphere when you come in. One of the things the Lord laid on me several years ago, the experience that I'd had very early when I met when I, I first really discovered that, that God was so closely interested in my work, <clears throat> he showed me very clearly that there is a lie. The church and society particularly has been captive to for the best part of a couple of thousand years. It's called a secular sacred divide. People talk about their work as secular and they talk about their church lives and their spiritual lives as sacred. It does not exist. There is no separation. There is no separation. That is a lie of the enemy. If you, what God does with people is he gives people a divine spark. We're beautifully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139, we're perfectly formed in our mother's wombs. But in that, <clears throat> he places in us a spark, a gift that might be for IT. It might be for teaching. It might be for caring for people. It might be for driving a bus. It might be for driving a truck. It does not matter. There's a gift that's put inside of us that sometimes we kind of crush a little bit and say, that doesn't feel spiritual. And yet it is. It is a spiritual gift. If only we will see it that way, how we see what we see. Some of the things that we describe as our natural skills are, are our gifts from God. They're applied into the community, applied into society, applied into business. There's a Hebrew word called avadar, and the word means three things in Hebrew. It means worship, it means service to God, and it means work. 
The same word in Hebrew means those three things. Work, worship, and service to God. So do we see our work, do we see our business as worship? It's sometimes a pretty tough environment in which to worship the Lord. But if our heart, you know, earlier I said that thing about when we're in worship, the circumstances might not change, but we change. How we see what we see changes. And the um, Ignite is a group that we run in Horsham that breaks through the or is set up to break through the isolation of believers that believers often experience in their workplaces or in their businesses. They can be pretty oppressive places. We meet, uh, we have a range of things going on there. Um, WhatsApp groups, breakfast meetings, we run a passion for business uh, community. Um, there's a group in Brighton, there's a group in Guildford, there's a group in Horsham. So if anybody, you know, just if the Lord puts on your heart here to, to, to establish something like that, I heard earlier there's a, I think there's a small group where you pray around business issues, yeah? Uh, you pray around work issues. If you want to come and have a conversation around that, then uh, please do so later on. There's some uh, flyers at the, at the table at the back, and there's also a website where there are stories of what God is doing practically in the workplace and in business. I've got, um, I've got three daughters, all grown up now, all married, and there's a, well, one of my fondest memories is overhearing two of them, Ali was, was five at the time and Sam was two, and they were in, then in their bedroom together, and I think they were kind of reading at a table, <clears throat> and you know that as parents, those of you who are parents, you, you, you use these throwaway phrases all the time that your kids pick up, yeah? And we would say things like, oh, what on earth are you doing to our children? So I walked past Ali and Sam's bedroom and I overheard Ali say to Sam, Sammy, what are you doing on earth? <laughs> That's my question for you this morning. That's God's question for you this morning. What are you doing on earth? What are you here for? What's the spark? What's the big why that he's put inside of you? That's the other question kids ask all the time, isn't it? Why? Why? But why, Daddy? But why, Mummy? Why? And then you find yourself, because I say so. But why do, we, why do we default to because I say so? We default to because I say so because the why is so often really difficult to answer. Yeah? And it never ceases to amaze me how the, the businesses we go in to consult with, <clears throat> excuse me, they don't understand their why. They've forgotten why they exist. They've forgotten what the big call is on their lives. So my friend who runs the IT systems for the high courts, 
As far as he was concerned in my first question, my, our first encounter, his why was to run IT systems for the high courts. We searched it through. No, his, his why is to bring justice, to bring God's justice into this country, to have an impact on the justice system. <clears throat> that is a godly call. I have another friend who, who runs an IT software company that, run, that supports airlines, asking him the same question, but go, I, I want to take him deeper. So his why is keeping the skies safe for passengers. Yeah, that's a big call. That's a look-up call. If I, you know, whatever your business might be, whatever your work might be, you have a big call. But often our eyes are down, aren't they? Because everything is so busy, it's hard work, it's, it feels a bit toilsome, laborsome. Lift your eyes and find your why. Because that's, where, that's why God has put you there. That's why he's put you in the situation that he's put you in. <clears throat> I describe that for our own company. That's about helping liberate people in the workplace, giving them, helping design work that is where they can flourish, that they can flourish in the gifts that God has given them. Now we have to do that in marketplace language, but that's fine. The Lord knows our hearts, okay? So understand your why. I'd like to take you please to Colossians 3.23. I've just noticed I've got an, an open Bible on the lectern here. And I thought I'd better use it, hadn't I? So what I'd like to take you to is Colossians 3.23 to start with. Whatever the, whatever the nature of your work, Colossians 3, start with Colossians 3.22. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it not only when their eye is on you and to win their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. So in context, slaves, that means employees. Masters, that means employers, okay, or bosses or whatever it might be. Slaves, obey your early masters in everything. Verse 23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for man. As working for the Lord, not for men. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving in your work. Avadar, work, service to God and worship. It is the Lord Christ you are serving in your work. Now we know business life, work life isn't a breeze. Um, and we know that sometimes it's a stretch to worship when circumstances are really challenging. Or am I the only one who kind of experiences that, you know? 
when the, the stuff is kicking off at work or whatever it might be, or in the family, in any circumstance in life, sometimes it's difficult to, to worship. I want to take you now to, um, to Chronicles 20. Chronicles 20. Now, the context here is that um, Judah is being attacked, Jehoshaphat is being attacked by the Moabites, the Ammonites, and the Maonites. Okay, they're, they're in trouble. They're being attacked. Jehoshaphat, as king of Israel, is alarmed. The scripture's clear. He's not, he's not cool with being attacked by the Ammonites, Maonites, and, uh, and the rest. Okay? He's not cool with that. He's alarmed. But what does he do? He goes to the Lord. He goes to the Lord. They, they seek the Lord, and the Lord brings a prophetic word. So that's a bit of the context. And the Lord's prophetic word is that they are to go out to encounter the enemy. They aren't to stay back. They're to go out. Verse 20 says, Early in the morning they left for the desert of Tekoa, as they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army. The worshippers went out first. That they went out at the head of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah and they were defeated. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. The Israelites didn't lay a finger on them. The Lord did it. The Lord applied it. The Lord did the work. Now, I, I won't repeat again the, the, that story I gave you a few minutes ago about that singing <laughs> over my unfavorable circumstances. Um, and by the way, I'm not saying to you necessarily, you know, the Lord is not a slot machine. It doesn't mean that you, if you feed in a particular formula from Isaiah 54 to, and suddenly you'll get an answer, right? The Lord doesn't work that way. He wants you to seek him first and find his work. So please don't, please don't get any impression here that, um, you know, maybe you need to sing over your thing. I don't know. But you seek the Lord about what it is that he wants you to do. Again, what I've, I've found from personal experience is there are, and in, in, I think I counted up over my career, I would be able to demonstrate 16 miracles, 16, that could not be explained in any way other than the Lord. And one of the things I love about lots of those miracles is they're verifiable in the financial accounts of the organizations that I've worked in. 
where you've had total turnarounds. And some of those, I tell some of those stories in the book. Total turnarounds in the fortunes of organization turn from massive deficits into surpluses. Just some astonishing stuff that the Lord did. Um, so sing worship over your work. If I can just take you to uh, one last scripture, which is Romans 12, verses 1 to 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. That's body, mind, spirit, everything working together. The, what you may have thought about as your natural gifts, and maybe you've thought that's not a spiritual gift. Change your mindset. The Lord is asking you to change your mindset and search out that deep why that he has put in you. It's very releasing. I, I experienced a, I had one experience in, in a church where a social worker basically had thought for 25 years they were an inferior Christian because that's what they'd been doing and they thought that actually being a proper Christian meant being up here or being, you know, evangelizing on the streets or whatever it might be. But he understood his why from the Lord and that restored him to be a better social worker than he had been. It was a transformation for him. So we're being called to offer our bodies, our minds, our spirits as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. That is our spiritual act of worship. So the Lord is calling on us, I believe, to renew our minds. Renew our minds in the way that we look at business. We haven't had time to go there a great deal, and, and I won't do that now. That's maybe a subject for another time. But to renew our minds about our work and our call, and seeing that divine spark, the things that we're good at, they just come naturally to us sometimes. That's because it's a divine spark the Lord has put in you. You don't have to work at it. Some of the, 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 one of the things I love about my work is sometimes, sometimes I come away at the end of the day and think, wow, I get paid for that? Yeah. I get paid for doing that. And it just comes so naturally. I don't have to work at it because the Lord has put it in me. Yes, I have to work at it. But, and use the skills that he's given me. But it's, it's fulfilling the why he's given me. Yeah, there's a, a spiritual connection in what I'm doing. So what I'd like to do now is we're going to go into a time of, of worship. And I'd like you all please to, to stand. I'd like you to close your eyes. And I'd like you just to exalt your work, or if you're not in work, if you're retired, you may be a prayer warrior, that's your work, then please intercede 
for the economy of this country. Please intercede for the leadership of business in this country that we will see men and women of God who bring in kingdom principles into our businesses, into our public services, into our government to restore the heart of the nation, to restore the heart of the nation and the fear of the Lord to the United Kingdom. So we give you praise and give you glory. So just, I want you to close your eyes and just join in the worship. Thank you, Lord. We exalt you over our work. We exalt you over our businesses. We exalt you, Lord God. Jesus. And just as you're worshiping, the Lord is, it may be a relationship issue that's going on at work. It may be a cash flow. I believe the Lord is speaking about somebody who's got a business that they're thinking of selling and they're in a bit of a quandary about that and they're looking at the money and they're looking at the you know what does that mean and the Lord is just calling you to lay that before him lay that before him he will guide your way consecrate that work consecrate your company I believe there's this somebody else here who is thinking of starting a new business but they just don't know the next steps to take and the Lord is just asking you to consecrate it to him to find that divine why behind that business it's not just because you can not just because you've got the skills but it's because it's a call on your life it's a call on your life to achieve that divine mandate that he's given you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. I believe there's other of you here as the, the Lord is just stirring you into that, that why, that deep why. What am I doing on earth? What is it that you've called me to do in my work? I'm struggling in my current work. Is it that the Lord is just asking you to change your mindset and you're actually in the right place? Or is he calling you out of that? Just lay that before him and in worship, he will show you. In worship, he will show you as you exalt him over your work, as you exalt him over the company. Thank you, Jesus. I believe there are some of you here who are just called to pray for your, your leaders in the businesses that you're in and the workplaces that you're in, whether it's public service, whether it's a charity, whether it's um, a commercial business, the Lord is just stirring in your heart to pray for them, to pray for the prosperity, but true prosperity, that's gospel prosperity, kingdom prosperity, not just the bottom line, the profits, but true prosperity in that business in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. Let's just exalt the Lord over those things again. Thank you, Jesus. Just seek him what it is that he's speaking to you about. Thank you, Lord. I believe there are some that, that you're being called to repent about the mindset that you've had towards your business, towards your work. I believe there are some who, yeah, you, you kind of, you need to forgive. 
need to forgive an offence that's happened to you in your work, in your business. You just need to forgive. You just need to let that go. You just need to consecrate it to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So let's let's just bring this to a close now with a shout of praise, a shout of worship over our businesses. Thank you, Jesus. For the work that you've given us, thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, that you are moving in this nation, Lord God. You are restoring your kingdom purposes to businesses, to the economy. You are turning this nation around, Lord God. You are restoring the fear of God into our work, into our society. We give you praise and we give you glory. Thank you, Lord God. We praise your name. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name, King of kings, Lord of lords. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. Amen. So just as um, as, as a final point to close, uh, I'll mention the, um, oops, the, the book again. If... Um, all the proceeds from this go to the Horsham Child Contact Centre. And I mean all the proceeds go. So if you, you put in a, a kind of a £10 donation at the back, then all £10 goes to the Horsham Child Contact Centre. We believe that's a way of, a modest way at least, uh, and one way of expressing the deep connection we believe that there is spiritually between business and the world of social justice and restoring God's purposes here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.